0: everybody welcome back to baseball connection so playoff baseball is here the regular season is over so we're in to october now we're about to start a good race who's going to take it all this year and it begins with the wild card wild card begins friday your matchups i mean it starts early in the day at 1207 eastern you have the rays at guardians shane mcclanahan versus shane bieber then 207 P.M. Eastern, you have Phillies at Cardinals, Zach Wheeler versus Jose Quintana. At 4.07 p.m. Eastern, you have the Mariners at Blue Jays, Luis Castillo versus Alec Manoa. At 8.07 p.m. Eastern, you have Padres at Mets, You Darvish versus Max Scherzer. So there is baseball throughout the entire day. And October has begun. So it's a bit of a different format this year. Of course, you know you have, um, you know, three wild card teams per league, and this is this is where the rubber meets the road, right? This is where the rubber meets the road. You gotta you gotta win the wild card, and then once you win the wild card, you're gonna be facing a juggernaut team. Obviously, it's gonna be a team that's has the best record in your league. But this is why you play. You just want to sneak into October and maybe you could win and put yourself in position to go deep. You know, we've seen teams come out of a wild card in the past and make it all the way to the World Series before. You know, it's it's happened. So not sure if that's going to be the case right now, but we will see. We will see. The Yankees, Braves, Astros and Dodgers await the winners of each of these of each of these uh, matchups. So that is the breakdown we have. You know, it was a good season, but it's behind us now. The field is set. And I I think, okay, so it, I think it would be inappropriate for me to just talk about this and tease you guys without giving my predictions for the playoffs, okay? So I'm going to go, I, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to go ahead and give my predictions for the wild card matchups. And who, who knows? I might be wrong. But as far as Rays versus Guardians, I think the Rays will win. Mariners, Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays will win. Phillies, Cardinals, I think the Cardinals will win. And Padres Mets, I think the Mets will win. We'll start with that for now. We'll just stay with the. I'm not gonna fill out the whole bracket because obviously one of those things being wrong will just completely destroy my bracket. But I, th- I think I think those are, those will be my predictions for, for the wild card round. You know the Rays, they're a seasoned team. They're used to the pl- uh, the playoffs, the postseason, and they have depth. They have a lot of depth. So that that's gonna be the key in the postseason, because if one pitcher doesn't have it, they can yank him early in the game, bring in the bullpen, and they'll be able to get the job done. I want to talk about a very cool story. So the Guardians have both Naylor brothers on their team now. So Bo Naylor, the younger brother, the younger Naylor. So Josh Naylor has been up in the bigs for some time now, but Bo Naylor made his big league debut a few days ago. And Josh is three years older than Bo. But Bo was, you know, both these guys have made it up to the big leagues. But, you know, Josh Naylor didn't actually start in the Guardians organization. He started his career in the Marlins organization. Then moved over to the Padres organization. Now he's with the Cleveland Guardians. And and Bo Naylor has been with Cleveland all along since he was drafted in the first round. But now, now they're playing in the big leagues together. I think that's really remarkable. So Bo Naylor is a catcher. And he's he's a good one behind the dish. He's a good one, uh, uh, catch and throw skills and everything. And these guys haven't really played together actually a whole lot, growing up. Apparently that's the story because of the the three years age difference. Their ages were just enough apart that they never overlapped. And I think it was just one time when Josh was fifteen. Uh, their team was in desperate need of one more player, so Bo joined the team and and played. One had one at-bat in that game. So they've barely played together, but now at the highest level, they're doing it. They're doing it. So it brings a smile to their face. Obviously, their parents are very excited for it. That's got to be a super proud moment for parents to have two, not not one, but two children playing in the major leagues. That's remarkable. So they're going to try to make a postseason push with their guardians. You know, we talked about Cleveland being the youngest team in baseball and they really are Bo Naylor is obviously a young guy too so shout out to the Naylor family pretty cool story you don't see that very often we've seen father son I mean not that we see father son combos often either I mean that's even more rare but you know there are brothers in the major leagues and they have played on on the same team before you know we've seen Melvin and BJ sorry Melvin Upton and Justin Upton um I think he's Melvin goes by BJ now again But it's been a while since we've seen that. So pretty cool stuff. There was a game on game 162 in Houston where the Astros were playing the Phillies and Phil Maton of the Astros was pitching against his brother on the Phillies, Nick Maton, and Nick hit a single off of him. So, you know, you see something like that every once in a while. So last thing I want to touch on is that for the Mets, you know, this is a team that has huge expectations. You know, I have been saying this since last offseason. A lot of us have been saying this, that there's really no excuse for New York this year. They have to go deep in the playoffs, you know, all the money they've spent and the expectations are high. And they had a very good season. You know, they just unfortunately lost the lead of the division with just a few days to go, but now they're gonna have to face a Padres team in the wild card. They have Scherzer going game one. Okay. In the wild card you have to win two out of three. So the Mets could potentially sweep the wild card. If if Scherzer win game game one, they would have Chris Bassett on the mound game two. The thing is, after Scherzer goes game one, it's not really certain what they'll do for game two. Because if Scherzer loses game one, then the Mets would have DeGrom and Bassett available to pitch games two and three in that order, allowing them to avoid being swept by the Padres without losing one of the best pitchers on Earth. What do I mean by that? So. Because, you know, it's it's a best of three matchup, right? Best of three matchup. You want to win two games. Obviously, winning game one means you only have to, you know, you have to close the door one out of the next two. But you don't want to necessarily waste Jacob LeGron because you want him to be able to pitch in the division series if necessary. That's why winning game one is so important so that, you could take a bit of a risk and start Chris Bassett in game two. And then hopefully if you win two in a row, you can, you can save the ground, start the division series. I think that's, that's kind of what they're, they're, they're going with right now because the um, ground not only needs to be healthy for the division series, he's kind of recovering from a blister that he's waiting to heal from. So Buck Schulter admitted that's part of the equation. You know, the strategy of, Having Degrom pitch Game Three would give him, you know, some extra days for that blister to heal. But obviously, in the playoffs, you gotta win. Now you gotta do what you gotta win. So don't be surprised if everything I just said goes out the window. If their backs up are up against the wall, don't be surprised with that. So that's what we have going on, folks. Playoffs are here. Enjoy the games. We will be here. But if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.